Welcome everybody to No BS with Brian and Susan. It's May 11th. It's gonna, 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 it's gonna be May. And we are here with No BS Podcast, new episode. We're going to talk with you about movies. We're going to talk to you about malls today. We're going to talk to you about our blind watch. And of course, we're going to talk to you about the last season of The Bachelor and what's coming up for the new Bachelorette season it's all good but first i have to introduce the hostess with the mostess you know this is the person who i just uh i just go to malls with we frolic we go shopping i don't know but susan kamyab stevens how are you hey i am good i am good glad to be back talking about movies and stuff it's been a minute it's been a minute it's been a minute it's it's starting summer movies almost we're gonna start getting into that it's crazy it's getting hot Mm -hmm. outside in texas and i know i I thought of you when the weather's been like gross and hot i was like oh brian likes this weather yeah right i like hot weather i like sweating (laughs) oh that's funny so yeah it's it's good to be back it's good to good to be talking with you so the Bachelor with Zach and Katie ended. We had our we had our discussion about how all that went. Mm-hmm. Um, Susan, I'm sure you know what is happening in the world of Zach and Katie. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it ugly? Is it all three? What's happening? They're good still, which is great. I'm so happy. Who knows how long this has lasted so far? What is this? Maybe been about six months for them or something? Maybe... Uh, but yeah, they have been doing well. Uh, obviously, they had an advantage. This was part of the reason why I wanted them to get together because they both live in Austin. If I'm not mistaken, this summer, they should be moving in together into a place. And then they said that their goal is to get married in 2024. So, I mean, things are look they're looking super cute. Uh, every time I check on Instagram, uh, I de- I'm happy for them. I mean... Man, I don't want to get my hopes up. Well, uh, I have there's breaking bachelor news. And if you haven't heard about that, that's gonna I was about to be like, I, I want to have hope, but something this one couple that just I found out about, I was like, well, dang, who knows? But first I want to know, do you think Katie and Zach will last? They're still together right now. At this rate, what do you think? They're still together, they're gonna move in, they plan on getting married in 2024. It seems like they're taking the logical approach to it, you know, like they're spending time together, they're gonna move in, they're gonna get married a year after that. Seems like a normal thing that people do, and I wish them the best, and it seems like it might last. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's so hard to be like solid with the Bachelor world, but yes, it's looking good. Let's just say it's looking good. Um, But uh who it's not looking good for the breaking news that I, I found out after i wrote the outline is that sadly brandon and serene broke up from recent bachelor in paradise oh Br- brandon the guy who just falls in love within two seconds and has falls to in love <laughs> yep that you that that was like totally obsessed with michelle and then he became totally obsessed with serene but he's but like 21 like, right he's like 21 no. years old he's like 26 or something like that he's a baby still for sure but 
they, I mean, I was shocked. That looked like they thought they were so solid that Jesse Palmer was ready to marry them on the beach that day. What, they what like, happened? Oh. They uh, both put like a joint statement out saying that, you know, uh, we still care for one another, but we've decided to end our engagement. It's been very hard dating in the public eye. My worry, uh, see, for me, the biggest worry, I always think this is a red flag, is when they don't move in, like move near each other right away. Right, so when I right. So initially they were hanging out all the time and they were like, I guess they're just staying at each other's places. Then there was this gap and there was speculation, like what's going on with them because they weren't, they weren't staying with each other. And I don't know exactly where each of them, I think for, from what I remember, Serene was at least in Clayton season, she was in Oklahoma, but I can't remember where Brandon was. Uh, but yeah, so I always blame distance. I always feel like distance is a very big factor. Like, cause if they're not near each other, then like, I mean, I, I think long distance relationships are almost near impossible to last. Um, so I'm thinking that neither one of them wanted to budge on like where they were. Maybe they couldn't agree on a place they were going to be at or what. It seems cordial. I say it seems cordial, but they removed a lot of like posts with each other too. Um, but yeah, I mean the 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 thing that they shared was really sweet. There's after many months today, we ultimately decided to end our engagement. We have tried to work privately on our relationship, which has been incredibly challenging in the public eye. This has been immensely hard to accept and painful as there was a lot of love between us. We are deeply hurting and can only ask that there be no hate. The best path for us at this time is to try to move forward and heal as individuals. So I don't know. I'm genuinely shocked. This past season of Paradise was such a bust. The only saving, like the, the, the real shining star of Paradise last season was Michael and Di Danielle. Michael and Danielle. They were, they are still together. They have moved in. She moved in with him and they're living together with his son. So I think that's what made that worth paradise. But man, I mean, are you surprised? Yeah, I'm very surprised. Very, very surprised. I, I'm always surprised when, you know, somebody on that show laughs, and it because it not doesn't happen often, mm -hmm. especially in those situations. And like you said. I think 95, 97% of the people that go on that show are doing it for social media influencer followers to get famous. And the other 3% are there for like what it's supposed to be there for. And uh, I mean, the, and it's, it rings true. Like it really does. It rings true every time because people from over the country, from across the country, and they're not willing to like move to seek it out or, you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I think that's part of it. So, yeah. Well, I think uh, the, the big surprise is just, it seemed like Brandon of all people seemed like a hopeless romantic that would move mountains to be with the girl that he's going to be with. So I guess I was just shocked that, that he would, that it wouldn't last. So I wish them the best, but yeah, unfortunately they are no longer, longer together. Michael Danielle still going strong, living together, Katie and Zach. Still going strong. Again, advantage. They were in the same city. 
I don't care if people were upset that Zach picked a girl from Austin. I think because there were some people that were like, why didn't you just go on Hinge? Doesn't mean they were both going to be on Hinge. So right. I think he made a smart choice there. But um, no, that should yeah. factor in. That should factor in. And you're just like, oh, I like both these women. But fuck, this one is in Austin. I'm in Austin. That's going to be much easier, you know, than somebody up in the Northeast that you're going to have to like come down to and you have to have the hard conversations of, you know, whose family going to go to and like for holidays, what families, you know, like that's just a lot, whether if you're both in Austin, everything's easier. Absolutely. I'm like, to me, it was Zach made the smart choice. Like it was a no brainer, but obviously he still liked her. So it's whatever. But um, as we move forward, charity season is, I think it's almost done filming. I would think it's done filming by now. Um, but her season will air June 26. Uh, Brian, are you excited? Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't like The Bachelor, but I like The Bachelor. I I do get into it. And uh, Charity, I mean, I like Charity enough, but was do I want to see her as the star of the show? As of right now, no. Uh, I might be a boring ass bachelorette season, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. And I, I do think she was not the greatest choice for the bachelorette this season, but whatever. Um, I liked her for the the choice, especially after we got to know Gabby a little bit more. I was like, I see why they picked charity. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious. Like I'm excited to see another show of it and version of it. And, uh, see how it goes and I, I mean I gotta think like they picked her because she had a level head and like the scene with her family really struck with viewers and stuff like that so I'm like yeah that'll be fun to deal with so yeah. that's what I'm guessing so uh, am I excited is Brian excited <laughs> yes <laughs> well that's why I had the other question I was like what would make this season of Bachelorette like better what would it make what would make you excited about this season like what could they do to make you be like oh this is a good season of bachelorette i wrote down some things i took i, I oh. thought about this okay okay um so first off i think if they could make bachelor better and change it i think if they can air the episodes in real time or mm -hmm. air the shows only like a day or two prior from when they were filmed and not months after, I think that would uh -huh. make a big difference. Okay. Um, I think more reality based of it, um, kind of like big brother because big brother is live. Um, and I think there's a great element to that where I've only seen a few seasons of bachelor. You've seen all of them and there's a formula and it is fucking boring, man. You know, the same shit's going to happen, put more reality into it. And that's why I say, put more eps in real time, put, uh, put film them a day or two prior. So we can like get more visceral, more or like a raw, uh, thing to it. Um, I think there needs to be older contestants. I mean, I know they're oh, trying to do that, that now, with like 70 year olds 60 70 year olds but like i think the the lowest age should be like 30 30 
Yeah. And totally you go 30 to 45. Um, and I also think take half the cast out and do a smaller cast. So you have more times for one-on-ones. You get more time with people um, with that. So smaller casts start older. Um, and then I'm, I would like less of those dumb sequences every episode where everybody has to cry and say, I'm so vulnerable. I'm so... <laughs> I'm going to be alone. Nobody liked me. I'd rather more humor and fun and energetic dates. Like, cause that's more realistic. Um, and then the first night, uh, the first episode, the first night when everybody meets, I would not, I would take that away completely. And I would do the first rows over the course of like two or three days. And it all be super casual that way. The Bachelor or the Bachelorette will have ample time to get to everybody instead of somebody coming up in tuxes and evening gowns and only having like a few minutes to like, and then you have to get rid of like, you know, 10 people right away and uh, better dates like, hey, it's cool to see jet skis and skydiving and all that shit, but you do it so much. It takes all the way the thrill of it. Do more realistic dates, do better dates like. Eat, like the, I think the coolest date that Zach and Katie did was like go to the museum and sleep over. Like that was cool. That was something that different. Was uh, and that would be something like maybe could would be in real life. You know, like not maybe spend a night in a museum, but you go to a museum or you do something even better. You go to build like play pool somewhere or mm. go get. I don't know, but it'd be. And I know they have to keep the audience, but like add a little bit of that into all of these crazy exotic things. But those are the things that I think could make it better. Clearly Brian's thought about this very, a lot of those suggestions I like, um, especially I, I think they should cut it down. Like we don't need 30 people, especially like and start. Well, they're used to first season. I don't know how many started, but he got it down to like, 15 the first night and wow. he was doing he was doing like major cuts like the next episode was like down to 10 so it was going a lot it was like shorter but so the big news with this and this is what i'm interested to see is right after zach season aired creator mike fleece was fired i mean okay maybe i shouldn't say fired he was he stepped down but <laughs> i can tell he was forced to Right. So, and they they got rid of a lot of the producers, and that is probably has something to do with the hit in ratings, the bad feedback, things like that. Because this last season, they were trying to go back to basics, which did people like that more. They did, and I think people were a lot happier focusing more on love stories and seeing the getting to know the contestants and people like things like that. So, I do think that worked out in their favor. But I think they realized they need another change. They got rid of the the big creator, Mike Fleece. So I'm interested to see what what changes will be brought with a new, um, you know, a new leader in charge. So and it's a woman. It's a woman now. So and I'm I curious woman, about that. Yeah, I think a woman taking charge of a dating reality dating show like this is probably well. Probably a better thing, but we'll see. Well, that that's one thing we can when the new season starts, we can see if we notice any changes, good or bad. Right. I know. I'm. I'm. I am excited to see if those changes are enacted. But 
you know, like having a smaller cast, uh-huh. you know, to start out, like you have 15 people only to start out, mm-hmm. you'll get more time with each, with everybody. And then you'll yeah. get maybe more drama because the bachelor and the contestants are going to fall more in love because they'll get more time with each other. And then he'll have to sure. make even bigger decisions rather than like 30 people. It's like, Oh, easy, 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 easy. Bye. 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 Right. No, I think that's a great, I, I like that. I like less people and I like, um, the more older, older, older. Those are like two things I've, I've wanted that one for a long time. Cause when we get like 22 year olds on this show, I always roll my eyes. I'm like, that's not, I, I hate to say it, but uh, you know, not that I'm a pro just cause I went, took a marriage and family, uh, course in college, but I thought there were so many accuracies. I truly think that of course the rare, I'm not going to say everybody there. Absolutely. You can meet the love of your life at 16 and work out, but a lot of us need more time to grow and mature. And I feel like you, I feel like 30 is such a good age. If you are still single to look for love and, I don't know, but who knows? But anyways, that's the bachelor talk. Yeah, uh, no, that I I'm it's, I'm always curious on when they start a season, how it's going to go. And I wonder if it's like something that you've seen the first episode of something of the bachelor bachelorette. If you see how that, that seer, that season's going to go. So like with Zach, you know, you watch the first episode, you're like, okay, this season might be better than last one, or this is going to be a shit show type of thing. I felt like early on with Zach's season, I could feel that it was going to go better than the last couple of Bachelors for sure. Okay. Just because I I don't know if you felt that. I mean, I know you haven't watched a lot of Bachelor, but just the way he was navigating it and what he was looking for. Right. A little bit more. Just that he, he, the difference with Zach was he knew what he wanted. The other past ones like Clayton and Matt, and then even before you could tell they were just kind of like, oh, I can't believe I got this thrown at me. What an amazing opportunity. I don't know what I want. I don't know. We'll just wing it. We'll just wing it and see what happens. She's pretty like, you know, that kind of thing. Not to say, obviously Matt is still with Rachel. They're still dating. Um, But I think Zach took it very seriously as somebody who was looking for a wife. Right. I think so too. And and that came across and, you know, whereas the other ones, even though you like some of them, yeah. uh, but you know, like they added like, Oh, midway through, we're going to bring in five more contestants and then, Oh, we're going to bring somebody else in from a previous season. And then you go away, but then they come back again. It's just like, what's happening. You know, like, why are we, why are we doing this? So I think, If they take those, how they can make it better changes or suggestions, please listen to us, Bachelor Nation. <laughs> right. Let them know. I mean, Susan and I are for hire for producers for this show. You know, right? Like, yeah. Oh my god, Brian has the reality show experience. I I feel like I do. So yeah. <laughs> I I have television experience. I do have producing, not reality show, but pretty close. So I can definitely. I would love. I seriously tag team would love this. Tag team this to do it. <laughs> but um, yeah. So what's what's the main event now? What's the main event? So in honor of uh, Brian's blind watch choice, which has to do with the mall, we'll get more into that later. Uh, for the main event, I thought it'd be fun because while we were watching our blind watch, it sparked me to ask if Brian had ever worked at a mall. 
So I thought just briefly, we could talk about what did you just have the one job at the mall? Yes. Okay, so briefly, you could talk about what job it was and if you liked working there first. Right. So when I turned 15 years old, my father took me around like the week of my birthday to get a job. And I ended up getting a job at Tom Thumb. That's a supermarket. And (laughs) it was the fucking worst job I ever had. I hated it so much. I was a sacker. I was a checker. I hated it. I hated it so much. So I did, I I got paid five 15 an hour and it it was, I quit after a year. Um, And then the mall in the area at the time in the mid to late nineties was Collin Creek mall in Plano, Texas. Um, And it wasn't like a high end mall, like North park mall is known for. It had some, like it had store, like it had Foley's, which is no longer around. It had a JC Penny. It had a Mervin's. Uh, had a Dillard's and that was it. And then, you know, you had like, you know, your forever 21, it had a KB toys, it had a structure and express, you know, uh, type of shops type of, you know, like things. So not like, not Versace, not, uh, Gucci stuff like that. And so I got a job there through a friend that worked there and it was a place that was a, not like a, cart kiosk that you would see in the Uh middle of a mall but it was like a big structure in the middle of the mall Uh um and it was called the sunglass shop and the shop was spelled s-h-o-p-p-e and Mm -hmm. it sold high-end sunglasses so sunglasses from ray-bans to oakley and this is when oakley was like super popular um to maui gyms to revos to serengetis and everything in between and I was 16 years old at this time, Mm -hmm. 16 years old in high school, working at a mall. That's hot shit. You know, that is the cool job to have. And I was in the mid, the perfect center of this mall. And, uh, I loved it. I had such a great time at this store, uh, Uh selling sunglasses because, you know, you're in the middle of the mall. Some of your friends from high school are working there too. So you get to see them and you're at the fucking mall. You know, what's <laughs> cool. And you're selling sunglasses. You're having a good time. You're wearing like, you know, you're like, it was like a yellow shirt uh, that said sunglass shop on it and, you know, jeans, whatever. It was easy. And you yeah. just talked about cool sunglasses with people and like got to try things on and stuff like that. I mean, there are things I did not like about the job, but yeah, I enjoyed it though. What about you? What was it? Did you have a moral job? Yeah, I actually realized that all three of my jobs before I got into my like career career jobs were malls. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I didn't work until senior year of high school. My parents were like, you should get a job your senior year. And my first one was at Vista Ridge Mall because it was right by our house. And I worked at the Victoria's Secret there. Um, as much as I love Victoria's Secret, I absolutely hated that job so much because uh, I-, I thought it'd be awesome to do Victoria's Secret. But one, they push you to sell these, like, to get people to sign up for angel cards, uh, which are credit cards. Uh, terrible. I hated doing that. Then they push you to like constantly basically bother people. Like you have these like earpieces where they're like, you, you have to keep going up to somebody at least take three notes. Like, and if they see that you ask somebody even like two times, 
if they need help, they'll be like, Susan, was that three no's? And it's like, no. And and then the worst, but the other part is organizing the bra and underwear tables, the thong particularly. Terrible. People just go on that table and they go through the underwear and then they like leave it like bundled up. So I remember there was a time where they're like, all right, uh, I had like 15 minutes left until I had to go home. And the lady was like, okay, Susan, you know what? Just fix this uh, thong table and then you can go home. And I'm like, bitch, this table is going to take me like an hour to organize because it's like tangled and stuff. So I did that. And I just remember I only worked there for two months because on top of that, my senior year, I was very involved in high school, just socially and just like academically, like everything. I just did a lot of extracurriculars, too. And after two months, I just told my parents, like, I can't do it. I cannot work while I'm in senior year of high school. So then I, I made a deal that so then the summer after freshman year of college, went to Grapevine Mills Mall. And I worked at the candy store, Candy World there. I actually did enjoy that one because I love candy. That was that was like my own little Willy Wonka there. Because Susan walks it, in every day and she's like, I've got a golden ticket. <laughs> I mean, they don't make enough candy stores like that anymore where you can create your own bag. That's actually like one of my favorite like desserts is to go to a candy. They don't have it at North Park Mall anymore. It's so ridiculous. But I love just going and creating my own bag of candy. And the one thing that was good about the owners was that they were cool about like if you while you're working, if you want any candy, you are allowed to pick at the candy while you were working. So I was like, I like that they just like said that. I mean, the candy that was in the container is not like opening up a Snickers bar or something. So if anybody's looking to hire Susan, it, basically <laughs> she has a cardboard sign that says we'll work for candy. <laughs> I work for candy. I remember. Oh, I ate terrible there. Like and I. I was still super skinny and I had, everybody was always like, how are you not fat working at this store? How are you not fat? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I eat like shit. So it surprised <laughs> me too. I just would eat candy and Mountain Dew. I'd like give myself the employee discount, get like a Mountain Dew for 50 cents. And uh, the only thing that sucked on it, the worst part of it was just like, closing up and having to mop and sweep and stuff that wasn't very fun but I only did that for the summer but that wasn't bad it was uh just because I liked the candy it was it was fine and then uh my last one was at Stonebriar Mall uh that was through my brother's friend he had that was a kiosk he had a Hello Kitty kiosk and um at least I got the best pay there <laughs> and uh because it was my brother's friend and that was just like throughout college, my extra pay. Cause the candy world is a little too much work. Kiosks are way easier. I'm sure you can agree. Like you closing up shop on a kiosk is like zero work. It's putting the tarp on. Right, right. <laughs> you don't gotta clean anything. You don't gotta like you just gotta yeah. put that tarp and lock it. Like Yeah. So like with with the sunglass shop, it was much bigger than that. So there was no tarp, but I just like Windex the the glass counters, you know, uh -huh. and I just made sure everything was just locked, you know, like the cabinets just and everything like were locked, and then just turn off the lights, and that was it. Easy, that was easy, easy yeah, enough. yeah. That's what I liked about the kiosk. It was actually like really easy, and you didn't have to do anything. I don't know. It was just like it was, uh, it was a lot easier of a job. And Stonebriar was definitely the best mall that I worked at. 
Um, I did have one shift at Collin Creek, but at the time when I went, it was very sketchy there. I did not like it. I was like, I am not going back to that. No, one. Collin Creek is closed now. It's leveled. It's like, but back in the nineties, that place I'm, was the shit. Like that was the I, mall. I believe it. It was not when I went, but uh, yeah, so is that. So, uh, but like you said, there is something like in general, I really do love the mall atmosphere. Uh, something about all those stores and the food court and things like that. Like, and it's fun and cool. So, uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. And then I worked there up until I got my like internship and uh, at ICTN. And then I just, you know, did more like TV media type jobs so cool cool uh, but the mall jobs were fun i mean like you the, said they weren't they weren't bad <laughs> no the mall job hey one of the most fun jobs i ever had was that sunglass shop mall like that was it was super fun like would i like it now probably yeah. not just because i'm older and i don't want to deal like with the public with, like, unless it's my own store type of thing also yeah there's like there's i'm sure you i That'd be a whole other podcast, but like some of those people, some of those clientele store people come and you're just like annoying and you're like, I don't want to deal with these people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was mostly at the supermarket. Uh, but oh, yeah, I only had like, I remember like there was like one bad incident with a sunglass shop and it was, it, it was like, I, I, this like kid came up and not like a young kid, but like, you know, like, I guess like maybe 13 to 15 and he was looking at sunglasses and he want he, he bought one. He had, he had, oh. uh, he had a credit card or whatever or whatever. And I was like, cool. Or I don't cash. I don't remember, but he bought them. And so yeah. the next day him and his mom come up and his mom was like, how dare you sell this to a kid? You know, I was like, wait, this kid was not five. You know, he was a teenager and it was his money, it seemed like. So she wanted a refund. I was like, we don't do refunds. She was very oh. upset. So you didn't, re <laughs> how much was it? I think he spent like 175 bucks. I don't know what she was thinking. I mean, right. I don't know. Right. I mean, it's on the receipt, no refunds. But it was yeah. like, that That was like the only thing. Everybody else was real happy to check out sunglasses, try them on, buy them. Uh, supermarket was very different. Everybody was awful for the most part. Not everybody, most of them. I wouldn't but, want to work at a supermarket. Oh, yeah. they hated it so much. Uh, but yeah, that the mall was awesome. The atmosphere was great. Because uh, I was, it was on the second floor. It was in the center. So you had like three avenues coming to you in Collin mm -hmm. Creek Mall. And we were directly across from the food court too. So like, yeah, it's just like a lot of people watching. I love uh -huh. people watching. I Yes, agreed. The people watching is awesome at the mall. Yeah, Especially and being, when you're in the middle in a kiosk yeah Better. you know it's it's great and so it it was super fun mm -hmm. no and for so, sure so you, you have this question which i love it's a uh -huh. the favorite restaurant in a food court mall well well wait before i do that what's oh, okay. Your, okay before that before we get to food what's your go-to store at the mall now like if you went to the mall what's the the place you know you're gonna hit yeah. So if I go to the mall, so I'm pretty much only going to North Park. And okay. if there's a place in North Park that I'm going to go to to shop, it's either it's one of three or one of three stores. It's going to be Neiman Marcus. It's going to be okay. Lululemon or it's going to be Viore. And those are the three places that I'm bougie. I'm a bougie beach. Bougie Brian. <laughs> <laughs> it's only North Park. 
it it's is only, only North, North Park. Park and it's only these stores. So, yeah. yeah, I like I like Nordstrom's, but the last time I went and tried on a bunch of jeans and shirts at Nordstrom's, like they didn't fit right. So uh it was it was weird so i mean i go to other stores that are not in the mall to get clothes but Mm -hmm. if they had those things in there i would um but like if it's outside the mall it's like saint bernard or it's ken's man shop or something like that but uh those are the three stores like i buy a lot of lululemon i buy viore um i like neiman's a lot i do like nordstrom's but those are the stores that i'm pretty much going in okay Okay. What about you? So that's, that's Brian. If I'm going to the mall, it's anything that's nearby. <laughs> uh, which for me now is probably Stonebriar. I do like North Park, but like I don't have, you know, I'm not going to drive all that way for a serious shopping. So typically it, Vista Ridge is still in rotation just because it's by my parents' house, but only or if they still have, I don't know how that's surviving Vista Ridge right now. They have a Dillard's outlet that's actually really good. So that's the only thing that I go there with my parents sometimes. Um, otherwise, they did have a Bath and Body Works. But typically, it's it's been, um, and then sometimes I'll go to Grapevine Mills, but I like Stonebriar more. Uh one of my favorite stores is Francesca's. That was my like, that was really up there for me. A little However, gift jewelry store. Yeah. They have clothes too. I actually clothes love too. Yeah, clothes. that's right. Yeah. But the last couple of times, like I had like $200 worth in gift cards there that lasted me over a year to use because the quality has gone down. It's so, I'm so sad to say that, but like the quality in the clothes just did not feel the same. Uh, I still like it, but I would say Dillard's, is a big one for me. I'm a big Dillard's fan. I still shop in the junior section over there. So um, I feel <laughs> Lucky like Angela... motherfucker. Lucky. <laughs> I, I like the junior section. Uh, I just like, I can't, every time I go to the women's, I'm like, this is not me. Where's the juniors? <laughs> um, but I would say, yeah, Dillard's. I'll still throw in Francesca's and Victoria's Secret probably. Uh, yeah, that's Victoria's like, Secret. Yeah. That's a solid for me. I go there quite a bit. And Bath and Body Works. What you getting at Victoria's Secret? Uh, What you would think. <laughs> that's <laughs> the, well, I mean, I don't think it's like weird to say. Just like that's like only my my intimate apparel is all Victoria's Secret. So you're unmentionable. That, that's, that's that's what. Are so you still good. supporting them even though you hated that job? <laughs> well, I hated the job, but I was like, I feel empathy for the people that work there. It's not like they were they weren't mean or anything. I'm just like, this is not what I want to do. Like, I'm not into like like retail. I think I realized I was like, retail has to be more of like, like candy. Like it has to be simple retail. Like candy was easy because I like candy, and then kiosk was. Like so even- so when you're going so you love shopping at Victoria's Secret so are you getting like you know bra and underwear there but are you also getting like lingerie and stuff like that too uh well geez we're getting personal yes all of that <laughs> all of that okay all, all right that. so you like it you like all of it because some people might just go even- there to bra- buy like they like the bras there better than anywhere else but you're buying even- all of it there they well they have good pajamas too like I got right. this really comfortable oh my god it was like it's like the softest wonderful like pajama top it's just like like because their pink section is really cozy like they they have good quality still they i am really okay i would say i'd be very bougie with like 
what my the undergarments are I'm very picky on that because I gotta be like there's gotta be certain quality because I have gotten from stores like well Walmart in general that was that was a long time ago I didn't like that <laughs> but uh and then uh, Victoria or Secret also has really good um sometimes they have good sales on um like their sprays and shower gels and stuff okay. like that too the Whatever. So you get that. All right. So you're, you're a yeah. full consumer at Victoria's Secret. And I'm curious, yeah. like what, okay. So, cause I don't shop at Victoria's Secret, but um, like Lululemon or Viore, like the, the athletic wear, I like to yeah. see what's new, but it always kind of seems like it's more or less the same. Maybe there's a different lining. Maybe there's a different pocket. Maybe there's a different color. Is that the same with Victoria's Secret? Like, do you go for certain colors in your lingerie and all of that stuff or is there anything like new you're like oh i have to go check out the new stuff or is it all kind of similar like every time probably all kind of similar uh the most the most active wear i bought there was a, a sports bra i got more i get more of my active wear like or like the yoga pants and things like that from either amazon because i actually found like a shop a person there that or whatever provider there that i like their yoga pants and i'm like this is good um and yeah okay funny. cool yeah and the other one that i would say i go to diesel a lot i like diesel jeans those are jeans They've, okay diesel jeans and pants yes i i used to get my jeans at forever 21 and then they sh like i don't even know if they're it's not in north park mall it's like barely in the malls anymore can you shop it forever 21 if you're not 21 i did well, it's, it's forever it's forever forever <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah moving on to the next question which is one of my favorite topics is what's your favorite restaurant at a food court at the mall the food court mall there's a lot i mean it could be any you know i know there's different food options at every mall but there's typically a lot of them there's only food. one susan there's only one right answer here what is it and it, it there was one when i was at collin creek mall in the 90s and there's one at north park now and that's fucking chick-fil-a it is just Chick-fil-A. It is Chick-fil-A. Anything else I don't give a shit about. Like which which fuck you, you know, like Sabaro, wow. fuck you. I don't want it. I want Chick-fil-A. Like it's nice to see a McDonald's or like a burger place in the food court, but like no I Shake usually Shack? you don't like Shake Shack anymore? So I, was I don't eat Shake Shack. Yeah, I don't do Shake Shack anymore. Oh my goodness. No, it's Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A life all day, every day. All That's right. the best. It's consistent every time. And it's so good. It is good. It is we, good. You and I had that the other yes. week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We did have it. At I the mall. <laughs> at the mall. And it hit the spot. It was delicious. I also really liked when they opened Chipotle at North Park. I think Chipotle is great. However, I know you're going to scoff at this. But I love when there's a Taco Bell in the food <laughs> Hey, if have you, Taco Bell still. So, if you yeah. constipated, <laughs> eat Taco Bell before anything, because it'll take it's, care of it real quick. <laughs> I don't know. It's good. Panda Express used to be one of my go-tos, but it's okay now. Like, I don't know. I get pretty, like, I always, you want to oh. talk about feeling sick. I feel sick after I eat Panda Express almost every time. Ooh, I've eaten Panda Express once and never again. Like Never. I like Chinese food a lot and Panda Express. I mean, it's like, it's like McDonald's basically, but for Chinese <laughs> food in like what? No. Um, 
Oh, and it, I remember it hurting my stomach because it was so greasy and gross. It is very greasy. The thing is, what I've learned is never get, because I get the any 2 plan, like never get two fried things. Don't get like the orange chicken and the Beijing beef because you're going to feel like shit. Yeah. Like it's, if you're going to, if you go more of like the stir fried chicken route, it might be better. But I agree. It's not the best quality. Like I, I'd rather do Chick-fil-A. I'd rather do Chipotle. I'd rather do Taco Bell, even though I know Taco Bell. Ta- oh, Taco Bell. I don't get it. I use, cause like, I love it. So I much. always, I'm always Taco Bueno. Always Taco Bueno. That's, Trevor likes Taco Bueno. I love Taco Bueno is the best, baby. But Taco Bell, there was only one thing I liked at Taco Bell, and they got rid of that on the menu. It was, it was the double decker. It was like the oh, hard taco with the yeah. refried beans, soft tortilla wrapped around. And that they got is rid a of good it. taco. That was a, it was good. I mean, Taco Joint now sells, though. They call it the Lester. Yes, and I've had that. Yeah, I get those. Um, but Taco Bell, no thank you. It's not, it does, even like, that commercial, like Pete Davidson does a Taco Bell commercial and they do like that breakfast thing, the oh, breakfast ew. taco, and it looks disgusting even on the commercial. And I don't, I can't do it. So I definitely not go to Taco Bell. It will be Chick-fil-A or I will go hungry. <laughs> or no, Brian goes to the fancy restaurant. I go to Italy. <laughs> he goes to Italy, which is like one of the most expensive <laughs> To get a bottle of wine before a movie get into the get into the feeling it's good all right i'd rather uh well i like going to those aren't food parts but i like Trevor and i last time went to corner bakery and that was actually really good oh corner bakery yeah i haven't been there in forever but i know what it is i've been there um yeah, that's uh the, the food court in the mall. That's what yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, it's good stuff. And then finally, just to tap it off, the uh, I just figured since we're talking about malls, did you come up with your top five best movies that involve a mall? Yeah, I actually wrote down seven, but we can do okay. top five. You can say not, seven. You can say seven. You want me to go first? Yeah, because I think I actually wrote. I might have had seven as well, possibly. I won't like dive too deep in them or anything right so i guess i could do five i have a i guess i have a two honorable mentions but of course i've got to go with dawn of the dead george romero 1978 dawn of the dead set at the mall and then of course the james gunn written remake in 2003 dawn of the dead uh all at the mall and it captures consumerism and mall and it's really good uh, fucking mall rats kevin smith amazing movie romantic movie about the mall and all the accuracies that they get right at that time period of the mall and not only just that mall but also like a like vicon village here or like like a flea market mall you know like they do go to that yeah. place too i love that um i'm gonna do jackie brown uh quentin tarantino's third movie um that movie while it's not set all in a mall has some of its most pivotal scenes at a mall and a lot of it takes place at a mall. And I love it. Um, yeah. Bad Santa, <laughs> uh, that. bad Santa, because like you, you see that side of it. Uh, and then you see like what it's like afterwards. And I love that. And then I'm going to go with chopping mall, the schlocky B horror movie chopping mall. I like that. Oh. And my runners up were Paul Blart mall cop and observe and report with Seth Rogen. Okay. All right. Good list. I got two of what you said. 
because I have Mall Cop. I actually think that I actually like the first, the first one. Right, I the first one. Good. Um, and I have Bad Santa. Also, Jingle All the Way. I know, like, it's just there's scenes that happen in the mall. Well, but a lot of those Christmas movies have malls, great mall yeah. sequences in there. Yeah. Which makes sense. But yeah. Um, Clueless. Great mall scene. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> about the mall. I forgot about Clueless. That's actually kind of a yeah. scary mall scene. Too, well, I right. Because like somebody's hanging off the edge or something. Right. Yeah. Well, she's like sitting on the edge flirting with it's uh, Brittany Murphy's character. Right. Dad. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Like flirting with these guys. And then out of nowhere. They flip her over and hang her by her legs. Like, that is not funny. And she's like, lift me up, lift me up. And then they get, that's when she, uh, whatever, who saves it? I thought, no, I thought it was the guy that uh, Cher liked. That's what it was. Uh, but yeah, she was just, she was super pissed. Like, I remember that scene always kind of traumatized me a little bit. Because I was like, oh my God, it's so scary. Um, the other movie is First Kid uh, with Sinbad. I love that movie, by the way. It's so good. Kid. Still holds up. Uh, that's like when VR was at the mall. <laughs> yeah. I remember those little things. Yeah. Put on and the then, headset and you're in your little like area and you're mm-hmm. like, this is so cool. Yeah. And then Pretty Woman. Oh, and, yeah. And Mean Girls. Oh, shit. I even forgot about Mean Girls. Damn. Tell me you like Mean Girls. I do like Mean Girls. Okay. Well, I forgot good. about Mean Girls. I just hope that I just hope that's not a movie that you're like, ugh, stupid. No, no, not at all. I like Mean Girls. That's a good movie. It is a good movie. Good cast. Great cast. Great cast. Even before some of them were even that famous. Those right, right. Uh yeah, those are the mall ones. I'm sure we're forgetting some. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those are the ones that stick out in my mind about, you know, going to the mall, you know? Yeah. Always, always pretty good. Uh huh. I like it. I like it. So, malls. Talking about malls and our jobs and the food court and all of that and the shops and how it used to be, how it versus is now. So, our blind watch this week. I picked. Um, you know, I always try to find weird shit, and we haven't done really a documentary. I'm trying to remember the last documentary we did, even if I we've done one. We did the. The prey one, because I picked that one about like the. Ugh, I'm trying to called. remember. It's been a long time. Whatever. But I, <laughs> yeah. So uh, three years ago, January 24th, 2020, there's a, a documentary directed by Bradford Thompson and Brett Whitcomb uh, that aired, that, that was shown, debuted at the Slam Dance Film Festival. Um, and it's called Jasper Mall. And it is a documentary about a kind of a dying mall called Jasper Mall in Jasper, Alabama, which is about an hour, hour and a half from the nearest big city in Alabama. Um, and it's an 85 minute documentary. And I, I looked it up and I was like, hmm, like I read a little synopsis and I'm like, Hey, this sounds like right up my alley, like a little documentary about a dying mall, like and living in the world today, just in Dallas, we've seen three 
gigantic malls closed down and be leveled over the last 10 years. Like we saw Collin Creek, we saw Valley View, and all of these malls had like theaters attached to them and all sorts of things. Uh, Prestonwood Mall and so many others. And, you know, the last time I was at Collin Creek, um, was probably, you know, eight years, seven years ago. I mean, that that mall is level now in Plano. But, you know, going through it, there was a very strong sense of nostalgia because they don't have all the new stores. They have all these older stores and really run by mom and pop type of shops type of thing. And not like you go to, nor- to uh, North Park. And I mean, North Park's the best mall because of many reasons, but this is where you get your high end stuff this is where you can get your low end stuff. And it's all big national brands. Uh, but there was something great about having those mom and pop shops at these old malls and something kind of nice and family friendly about it all. It's not all corporate, but I picked this movie out. Cause I was like, maybe this movie will make me feel something. Uh, and it did. And going through it, like even like the first 10 minutes, I was like, oh, I really like this movie. I like these. I like these subjects. I like the people that are talking to the camera. And it showed like a slice of Americana that, you know, that is of pretty much extinct for the most part. And I really enjoyed that uh, going through it. What about you, Susan? I know I pick weird movies, but. No, I mean, this was definitely I was relieved when you picked this one. I was like, well, I will take it. <laughs> this doesn't look like scary or holocausty <laughs> yeah, hol- oh god i don't want to do that <laughs> um but yeah no i thought it was interesting i didn't had no idea about this documentary again i i feel like there's a few settings that really like i'm always a- appealed to uh one of them is definitely a mall like like water parks candy <laughs> um high school things like that and so the mall atmosphere it brought me back for me i kept thinking about the mall that i grew up when i lived in irving was irving mall which is still there but i i seriously think of it as like a dying mall it reminds me so much of jasper mall like some of the aesthetics like the way the the brick on the fountains look like like i just was like this is where this is what irving mall looked like i don't know if it's been remodeled but um yeah i thought the subjects were interesting some more than others uh it was a little long for me. I think it could have been a little shorter just because I was like, all right, we can wrap this up. But it, uh, yeah, I think it was interesting. Um, they, they definitely, it was, and I, and Brian pointed something out that they did that I thought was a good idea was they weren't just doing like talking head interviews. It was more like, how would you explain that? It was like you're you're a fly on the wall as people are doing their daily routines in this dying mall. And the camera was Mm -hmm. just there to capture their daily routines, whether as as opposed to um, having a talking head interview and then showing a reaction or or something happening. It was just like, hey, we're going to be here for like a month and we're just going to film stuff and uh, go about your day. I mean, you can talk to the camera as you're doing stuff, but just like pretend we're not here. And it like played out perfectly because you got to see like this dying mall. So many stores are going out and there was like one or two restaurants in the food court. Those eventually went out. But then also all the mom and pop stores who've been there for like 20, 30 years. And just over time, so many other places have opened up taste change 
and Amazon, you know, online shopping, it just kind of drives people out. So you see people retire or you see like mall walkers are a big thing. People getting together at a mall for social settings, even if it's just a talk or play a game of cards or dominoes, you see that too there. And, uh, and you see, and it's all anchored by, I think this one guy who takes care of them all. Like it's his Mm -hmm. baby. Like it's, he's the security guard. He's, he gets things done. He hires people, maintenance, janitorial, and he takes pride. And that's what I liked about this. So many people in this movie took pride in what they did as opposed to now where many people are just like, it's a gig. I don't like it. Uh And I really think that it was great to see that. Um, And I mean, immediately both, uh, Susan and I, after the movie, I think we Googled Jasper Mall to like see if it was still open. And I was like, man, I just kind of want to trip it out there and like go to it and look, you know. I was happy it was still open because of that guy, by the way. Right. Because I feel like I love that someone cares so much about it that he's hoping that, you know, like that it stays open. And obviously it provides jobs. And, um, and there is something like, you know, I never, I actually don't want Irving Mall to close down. I don't want Vista Ridge to close down because those are the malls i would say like irving mall visceridge and then grapevine mills when that opened those were the malls that like when high school like especially in high school and middle school i mean when i would get together with my friends all we'd have to say is like so let's just go to the mall like that was such like a a go-to thing to do go to the mall eat at the food court walk around buy like practically nothing (laughs) and and just you know hang out so there's something very nostalgic about especially especially that kind of mall like like i said irving mall has such a soft space in my heart or whatever soft piece of my heart right no it it does and i get that i i live that at collin creek and i saw it go under and same thing with valley view and Mm -hmm. you there's something special about it and with that jasper mall even showing showcasing people's relationships like the high school relationship where this couple this interracial couple were together in high school and one was going off to college somewhere and they had to of course go their separate ways and break up and you know it's great to see like they both understood like that has to happen and they still like liked one another and I thought that was cool, but it all blossomed at the mall and they did stuff there. And, you know, this takes place in Jasper, Alabama. And uh, it's a small ass town like Jasper, Alabama. I'm I'm looking at the population. I'm trying to look at the population is 14,000 people. I mean, I mean, think about that. Yeah. (laughs) Not a lot of people. people, Yeah. And they don't want to stay. That's why it was funny to watch that relationship because you could tell that guy, the boy, once he realized he was getting out of there, I feel like he was he was over it. He was over his ex-girlfriend. He was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm coming back. I'm leaving. Yeah. And, yeah. It's crazy. And so it's you think with the addition of other stores and other companies and then online shopping and just it, it takes it out because a mall has a lot to operate. It's a lot of real estate space. Mm-hmm. Um, and that takes money to keep open. So, you know, like a lot of times a day, people who own malls own several malls. And like they said in yeah. Jasper in the documentaries, like the guy who owns this mall owns 20 other malls. And you think about that, like, how does somebody own 21 malls? Like how 
how much money are you making? And yeah. like, how does that happen? How do you become to own a mall? You know, I guess you have mm-hmm. money and you open it up and you, I mean, it's like an apartment complex. You have a yeah. structure and you have tenants and that's what it is. But it's, mm. it's genius. Uh, and the Jasper mall documentary was super sweet. It's super short. I enjoy it. Will I watch it again? Probably not, but I would definitely yeah. recommend people to see it. Yeah, sure. If that, if that interests you, if you're into like that, what we've been talking about, it is good for that. Like, you know, like, cause some people aren't even into documentaries and stuff, but this was, I, I love when there's a documentary on such an interesting, like different kind of subject. Cause you don't see a lot of documentaries about them all. And, uh, I, I like, I really appreciated that. No, I did too. And I think this, this documentary goes to show you that, you know, take, take pride in what you do and, you know, go off the beaten path a little bit, show some support for those, you know, the, the littler guy, the, 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 the smaller businesses that might not be striving because you might find a gem and might meet good people. So, um, yeah, I like that about it. I like I I enjoy Jasper Mall. I recommend it. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I recommend it too. Yeah, good good stuff, right? Good stuff. Good stuff. Blind watch. Now I'm excited <laughs> to see what Susan picks next week. I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into and see what what's uh what I got. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Um. All right. All right. So honorable mention time. Our last segment here. Honorable mention. What we've seen. What we're watching what we want you to watch. Uh, first up, we got to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy 3. That mm-hmm. is out in theaters right now. James Gunn's last movie in the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise uh, for the time being, you know, never say never in right. wrestling or Hollywood. But it seems like for a good chunk of time, he won't be back at Marvel um, since he is in charge of DC. We'll We'll come back to that element of discussion in 10 years um, (laughs) because I'm sure it'll be that long. But uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So I think Guardians of the Galaxy are some of the best Marvel movies. One and two, they're so good. Like the characters, the way they're written, the love, the the comedy, it's all done well. Mm -hmm. And since Endgame, Marvel has gone from- Spider-Man No Way Home. Spider-Man, well, no Spider-Man No Way Home. So I'll, I'll get to that. So okay. from since Endgame, Marvel has gone from storytelling characters and making you feel about their characters to pumping stuff out four times a year for money. Like, yeah, there's not a quarter that goes by where there's not a new Marvel show. There's not a new movie where you have to watch it in order to watch the next show to order to watch the next movie. Yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home is the exception of that. And I mm-hmm. think Spider-Man No Way Home works because it's nostalgic. Like that's where you got like this new craze in Hollywood by bringing back people from f- earlier franchises. Like DC's mm-hmm. doing that with The Flash. And you're like, okay, does this movie work? I like it because I like Tom Holland and I like Spider-Man. But I think it worked most when we got, uh, like it. the movie worked really when you brought back Andrew Garfield and Tony McGuire to in the older characters, because otherwise if that all wasn't in it, I don't think the movie would have been great. It would have just been a Marvel movie, but since they did that, everybody loved it, including myself. And I really liked it. 
Um, I but... don't. I don't know. I think that. I mean, it added. It's what made it great. I would say was bringing those people back. But they had to complete his story, and I think they did a great job of completing the Tom Holland Peter Parker story, regardless. Right. With with that, yes. I'd mm-hmm. like again. I'd like to see him in more, but it's now we're at a point with Marvel like they're just. They're becoming the new DC, basically. Nothing's good. And so with Guardians of the Galaxy 3 came out, I had so much high hopes for it. Like I was like, it's James Gunn. It it's gonna be awesome. This is this is it. And I saw it and I'm like, fuck, that was the best Marvel movie I've seen to date. I loved it. It's your Um, number one. It's number one. Like it's my number one. Like it beat. (laughs) Endgame, it beat the first Avengers, it beat first Iron Man, like that movie did it. I can't believe it's your number one. I'm not there. I really liked it. Uh, but I still have to say that I love like it's event the first Avengers, Black Panther, and the first Guardians are my favorite. Okay. My first Guardians. Three. Like I like the first Guardians, but man, first, something about the this Guardians three just did it all right. And I love but- it so much. I like Guardians three more than Guardians two, though. I think Guardians, okay. I like I like both. I like both. But I I like Guardians two as well. But I think yeah. But I I do agree with you. I love love loved Guardians three. It's, three. It's, so it's great. It's emotional. You're gonna cry. You're gonna laugh your ass off. It's thrilling. The action sequences are perfect. The the way they end everybody's story is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like James Gunn is so good. And like coming off all of his movies and including this third movie, like he was like, dude, he's in direct Superman. It's going to be amazing. So, uh, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, so I hope that is what, what it is. So what else, what else we got? Um, I also have, are you there? God, it's Margaret. Uh, I was a big fan of this. So there's a good chance it'll be in my top 10 as well. Um, it's just a really great coming of age story. I'm a big fan of those kind of thing. It's based off the Judy Bloom novel. And I really love what they do talking about religion and fitting in. I think that's just, I think girl or guy, you can relate to this on many aspects, but uh, it's, it's a very sweet, heartwarming story and it's family friendly. So highly recommend that one. Um, and then as far as I couldn't think of other like movies, that I'm like, I don't remember. So I know we're about to watch some, but uh, show-wise, Fatal Attraction on Paramount Plus uh, stars Joshua Jackson and Lizzie Kaplan, Amanda Peet, uh, based off of the 1987 film. I, you know, I always love this story because I think it is what originated Lifetime movies on crack, <laughs> like or just Lifetime movies where there's some sort of psycho obsession um but this one's a little bit more you know they do more of a deep dive more care into the characters and so i i do appreciate that um drag race all stars is coming back that'll be on paramount plus uh, always a big drag race fan and i haven't started it yet but i will soon love and death on hbo max which is based on the true story that happened in wiley texas of oh, Kenny yeah. Montgomery. Right. Who murdered her, I guess you could say friend, not really. She murdered the her lovers. She was having an affair with um like this guy who was married to Betty Gore. 
and uh, like really horrific murder she did and she got away with it, which is so insane. Um, but I know this because I watched the Hulu one last year with Jessica Biel. Now this one is starring, so that one was Jessica Biel and, oh man, I'm going to blank on her name. Melanie Linsky. Melanie, Melanie Linsky. Linsky, yes. Uh, both <clears throat> were phenomenal in that show. It was a miniseries as well. But now we have Elizabeth Olsen. And I can't remember the name of the, the girl who's playing Betty Gore. Jesse Plemons is playing the guy she's having the affair with. The girl is the one. She's this blonde chick who's in like almost all the American Horror Stories. Um, anyways, uh, I haven't watched it yet. I have heard that supposedly Jessica Biel did it better, but I, I, I will, which is shocking because you would definitely think it's going to be Elizabeth Olsen. I was just really impressed with Jessica Biel because I, I, you know, I think that was just a standout performance for her. She's not really done roles like that or, or I guess she did do something. Oh, I don't know. She did. She did really great, but I do love this story. I'm fascinated by it. So I can't wait to watch it. Um, I'll probably start that like maybe next week or something. But what do you got? Anything? Um, I watched the latest episode of, um, well, not the latest episode. I, I finished Miss Maisel. Oh, good. Yeah, I loved how it ended. I really enjoyed the Marvelous Miss. It's the last season. It's the finale. I mm-hmm. liked how they did it. I liked this season, how they did a lot of flash forwards. Um, so I liked how they did that. Um, and I liked how they ended it. It was, it was edited sweet. Um, Paladino's great job. Everybody in the show, great job. Um, and it was good to see more Gilmore girls, people come back, uh, for those last couple episodes to do new characters. So that was fun. Uh, what else have I watched recently? Um, I guess I'm nothing. I've been watching. Oh, good. I was just saying, are you caught up on Ted Lasso? I still haven't watched, but are you caught up on it? No, I haven't watched the this season from the or this episode from this week. Is it still good though? It's so good. Okay, okay. Man, it's getting mixed reviews though. I've heard some people say it's like the worst like thing on television. No, I mean hyperbole. It's it, that's not the case. It's great. Okay, good, good. I'm glad to hear it. It's one of my favorite shows. I come out of that every episode happy and joyful and loving it more. Okay, good to know. It's so good. So Mm -hmm. I I don't, uh, who knows where people are coming from. I don't know. Some Mm -hmm. people just like to hate to hate. That's true. They do. So other than that, I'm trying to think of what else that I've watched recently that's like brand new or stuff like that. I've been, so like, a lot of TV has been taking up my time and watching the Dallas stars and the Texas Rangers play because they're both amazing right now. So a lot of that's been watched. Yeah. So it's good. So uh, I've been doing a lot of that and uh, yeah, I guess that was it. Guardians of the galaxy three. I I won't have another one really to watch until fast 10 when we watch it next week or the blackening. So I'm excited. (laughs) So Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, you'll watch Little Mermaid. I yeah, so yeah, I guess I'm not going Little Mermaid. I'm going to the Blackening. Um, but we'll see if Fast Ten is any good. I'm sure we're gonna have a ball with it. Like it's it's fast. They went 10. to space last time in so a Honda. Where <laughs> could they possibly go now? Vin Diesel's gonna drive down a dam and survive. 
Sure. He always survives. No, it's going to be good. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Uh, so I'm excited to see it. I, I, I'm going to go into it and it's like, let's see how dumb we can get this time and let's make me laugh. Push those boundaries. We are going to go super, they're going to go, they're going to do underwater with fish tanks on their head and survive. That's what they're going to jump into a volcano and they're going to discover. Yep. Come out the other end to a prehistoric world on the other end. It'll be good. Oh Oh my God. Oh, it's so stupid. It's so good. They can just keep cranking them out. It's not, they make a billion dollars. Why they're doing it. They make a billion dollars, 800 million to a billion. What's crazy is that the cast is even bigger this time around. You've got Brie Larson, Jason Momoa. Um, there's a, there's other people too. I was like, holy shit. Well, yeah, because you come on there and you're like, yeah, give them $5 million for two days. Like, yeah, we have the money. These And you're a part of that franchise. And it's super fun because now over the last several movies, whoever's the villain is coming back as part of the family next time around. Yeah. Like they're going to be a good guy. Looking at this insane set list like like it's just like wow this is just yeah <laughs> but you're right because if they were like susan would you like to be a part of the fast and furious franchise in the next film we'll give you five million dollars and you don't even have to act well because you know a lot of these people don't even try when they do this movie great sign me up yeah sign me up we're gonna it's gonna be a big expensive budget you're gonna be with a lot of other fun people are gonna be having a fun time on set you can blow some yeah. shit up and you're gonna have like the biggest premiere ever. Like it's a, it's amazing. It's yeah. like you could have residuals, and you're like, fuck yeah, residuals. I'm gonna get a little piece of money for this forever. Yeah. Uh, and it just it's fun as shit. Uh, I I get it. I get it. It's it uh, so fun. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I I hope I hope for the best. Like I hope it's. What they've been doing great is like they haven't been taking themselves seriously. So I hope they continue with that here. And I really want to play a drinking game during our movie. I want to like every time they say family, we have to take a drink of something. Uh, I can't, but (laughs) (laughs) take a drink of your whatever water you bring. You just have to eat a piece of candy every time they say family. And then Susan's going to be like bouncing off the walls and go, sure <laughs> give me some sprees <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny um so yeah that's will be next week so uh thank you for listening to no bs with brian and susan podcast we love that you listen we love that you enjoy the show it's always a good time here with susan find susan kamyab stevens on instagram and twitter uh she's at this chicks flicks Oh, this chicks flicks with an X uh, dot com. That's where she's writing her reviews, posting her interviews. You can see her at ICNTV.com. ICTN. <laughs> ICTN shit. ICTN TV. Irving Community Television. She's on there, there doing a uh, report. She's doing interviews with the community. She's talking about movies. And then uh, ever so often you can check her out on WFAA Channel 8 ABC talking about entertainment and movies on there live on television, which is also very cool. Uh, Yeah, but check her out. She's always posting good stuff and got some great reviews and great interviews. She brings a good energy. Um, And if you see her, say hi. Tell her her you love uh, Breakfast Club. She'll be your best friend. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Sure. Uh, I'm Brian Kluger. Find me at highdefdigest.com. 
Find me at Twitter and Instagram at Brian Kluger, YouTube Brian Kluger. Uh, and check out our other shows on the podcast network, My Bloody Podcast and Fear and Loathing in Cinema Podcast. Uh, and check me out on Wednesdays on Electromagnetic Radio playing soundtracks, your favorite soundtracks from movies. Until next time, enjoy your meal at the mall, not Taco Bell. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I I don't I don't sit here and say that Taco Bell is the best food quality. I just like it. 